The Washington Nationals have made it official, and they have signed the brother of Juan Soto, Elian Soto, to an international deal. And guys, this is something to watch out for moving forward, and I'm going to tell you why right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and I have taken my Nationals passion into podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network. And guys, I am enjoying every single day of it, as I hope you guys are as well getting this Nationals content. Because, guys, the Washington Nationals, Signed a Soto. We signed Juan Soto's brother, a 17-year-old prospect out of the Dominican Republic, who isn't the most interesting prospect in the world, I will say. But I think this does garner well for people who are holding out hope to sign Juan Soto in two years from now. Now, what are the possibilities of that actually happening? Having Elian Soto be kind of a bargaining chip when it comes to signing Juan Soto. I may be wasting my time talking about this, but hear me out for a second. This does in some way bode well for the Nationals. How can it not in order to sign Juan Soto? If you're talking and saying that you don't think the Nationals making this move to sign Elian Soto is not also a way to be like, hey, Juan, you can always come back, man. There's, we got money. We got new ownership, maybe. It's time to come home. But no. Ultimately, I don't think that will be the case. But I think in some sense of the imagination that you can kind of relate this to that. Because Elian Soto, by all means, is not some crazy big prospect. He's not going to be someone that you should be counting in on the next playoff team. Now, you should also not count him out. I will say that. But he wasn't a top 50 prospect in this international signing period. He he was kind of one of the lower guys. He's got a lot to develop. There's a lot of raw talent, a lot of potential there with him as well. But that doesn't mean that he's going to turn out to be Juan Soto. He's got to work on his craft, although he has the talent, I will say. He's got the swing down. He's got the potential. And plus, is there a better mentor out there for a young guy than Juan Soto, your older brother? You don't think he's going to teach him a few things about baseball? Also, little side note, he's a Scott Boris client. And that just kind of makes me feel good because Scott Boris believes in him, the best agent in baseball. Sheesh, that means something as well. So what can we expect out of this deal as a whole? What are the expectations? What comes with a win when signing Elian Soto? I think a win in this situation is that he becomes a fourth outfielder for the Nationals down the road. Although he does have the talent and does have kind of all the different tools that you would need to become a corner outfielder in the big leagues, and that's what I see him as. 
because some scouts are even saying that this guy is a better swing right now than Juan Soto did at the age of 17. I'm not going to go that far and say that he's going to be Juan Soto because Juan Soto also wasn't the crown jewel prospect of his class. And you never really know with these international prospects. There's a lot of time. These are teenagers still. These are 17-year-olds. They got a lot of time to mature, a lot of time to do other things. It could either go south or it could go north. You never really know with these guys. It's a lottery ticket. That's what I try to resemble it as. But so what can he bring to the table? I think, one, he brings a table to try to get Juan Soto back in D.C., being like, hey, Juan, you got your brother. He's been playing well down in the minor leagues. We got to get Soto squared back up in D.C. Two, he could just be a good player. And plus, Elias knows that with the Nationals, they know how to develop prospects. They know how to develop international prospects in particular. Look at his brother, Juan Soto. So for both sides, this was a marriage that was bound to happen. But it wasn't just only the Nationals deal. There were three marquee signings in this deal that really should get you a little excited about. Because the Nationals ultimately did pick up three top 50 prospects, according to the MLB pipeline, from the international class from this year in 2023. And those include Manuel Cabrera out of the Dominican Republic as well. He's 39th on MLB pipelines of the 2023 international class. And you also have shortstop Edwin Scooby Solano, who ranks 45th. And you also have, or actually that's 46th, rather, with Edwin Scooby Solano. Then you have Andy Acevedo, who is your 45th prospect for this 2023 international signing class. So, guys, there are people to be in on. Because I actually really like Andy Acevedo, the guy that we got from the Dominican Republic. And he's right now the 45th prospect, according to MLB Pipeline, from this international signing class. And, guys... He has a 55 hit tool. He has a 50 power tool. He has a 50 run tool, 50 arm, 50 field, and an overall 50 grade prospect. That's pretty solid for a 17 year old to be coming up with that. And they also talk about his left handed swing and how he really rarely gets nothing less than a hard contact off that bat. And that is something that is important and truly vital to an organization that is trying to really groom young talent to become what they can be whenever they come to the pros. Because we know the Nationals, they need an influx of talent in the minor leagues, and that's what they are getting with this signing class. There's no Christian Vaccaro where you get the number two overall uh, prospect out of this class. We didn't get that. But what we got was three top 50 guys who could be boom or bust. What they're doing is they're spreading around the money and seeing if some of these guys can turn into something special. And that's what great organizations do in these signing periods. They actually spread out the money. They sign in 14 total international prospects this period. Three of those guys being in the top 50 of this class. That is a smart try to kind of spread your money around. Spread the poker chips around. That's what they're trying to do. They want to cash in on some of these prospects, and eventually, hopefully, some of these guys can actually do something in the pros and become something. Because these international prospects, it's truly going gambling. That's what it is. 
it's a gamble on any of these guys. But I think Andy Acevedo is the one to really watch out moving forward. He's got a little swagger to him. He's got that touch. And plus, what the scouts have said about him and his ability to manipulate the barrel, I think that's something to where at a ripe age of 17, that is an impressive skill to have at this point. So sitting here today, I would tell you that Andy Acevedo is the one to watch out for moving forward. But also, you want to talk about Edwin Scooby Solano. That's what everyone wants to talk about. Awesome name. Seems to be someone you could also be excited about at only the age of 16. He has a 50 grade across the board, as well as Andy Acevedo. He is a 50 grade talent, according to MLB Pipeline. And he's got a balanced set of skill set. He can field. He's got the arm. And plus, he's got a solid power hit tool as well. Because in order to hit, you also have to have a little bit of power in there as well, in my opinion. Or rather, backwards than that. So I think the Nationals obviously did bode well moving forward. And this is something to where we are going to keep our eyes on here with Locked On Nationals. Because these are guys that could be something down the line and also could flutter out. But then again, the beauty of this with international signing classes, you never really truly know their potential until once you get them onto the state land here, down in West Palm Beach, working with everyone and really getting those skill sets and making them an even stronger suit for the Nationals. And that is something to where the Nationals have done really well over time with Johnny DePuglia heading the scouting board down in the Dominican Republic. And he's been able to find a ton of talent down there. So that is something to where we're going to have to keep our eyes on moving forward. It's just another reason to watch out for the Nationals in this farm system moving forward. But also, I saw something yesterday to where it really kind of made my eyes open about this rebuild with the Nationals. Because guys, as I've said time and time again, rebuilding can be a fun part. It can be. You don't have to be winning. You don't have to be watching the Washington Nationals win every day and have fun and have no hope for the future because the future is coming soon. And not only is it coming soon, you can watch these guys develop in the minor league. So I want to talk to you guys about what stood out to me yesterday about the Nationals farm system. And this is going to bode well for a rebuilding team as it has in the recent history with the Nationals. But before that, I'm going to tell you guys about my friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro pro football to college basketball into all things college sports because it is college sports season officially. And as well as the NFL playoffs, we've got it all on BetOnline.net. And guys, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to check out my friends at betonline.net, get all their stats and info so I can place responsible bets for the NFL playoffs because what's more fun than betting the NFL playoffs? There's really nothing less than that. And they're always the easiest and fastest way to get your betting info. And you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Now I want to talk about what I saw yesterday that really made me kind of get a little giddy, you could say, about this rebuild. And I've been saying this time and time again. I love the rebuild. 
I love the rebuilding process. I want to be a GM. And that's kind of how I think of things. I like to think like a GM. And in order to what I think like a GM, when you're in the Washington Nationals position to where you are Mike Rizzo and you are making decisions on whether to trade Josh Bell and Juan Soto, I make that decision seven out of seven days of the week. You trade both of them and you get what you can for at the deadline. And in order to do that, you get young prospects in return. And right now, according to Baseball America, the Nationals have the youngest group of top 10 prospects in the major leagues. And guys, the Washington has top 10 features of five players drafted out of high school in the past three drafts with Elijah Green, James Wood, Brady House, and TJ White, and as well as Robert Hassel. And you can also include two members of international signing classes with Christian Vaccaro and Yarlin Susanna. Those are the cores. Those are the core guys that can get you from point A to point B in the long run. Those are the five guys right there that you will be watching closer than anything else besides this 2023 MLB draft. Those are the five guys that you'll be watching for the next few years, hoping they were going to come up to the major leagues and actually make a difference for this club. Because those are the five guys that will be making a difference. 100%. 100%. These will be the guys to make a difference moving forward. Because as I've been saying, I've been beating this drum for a while. The rebuild had to happen. You had to tear it all down and start from scratch. And in order to have a young group of prospects the way that the Nationals do right now, it's going to bode well moving forward. You're going to get able to know this prospect. You're going to know the person. You're going to know the development and what they got from this whole entire rebuild. All the resources are going to be going to them. This is what we need. This is what the Nationals need. And this is going to do leaps and bounds for us moving forward to where not just you have a solid group of prospects in your top 10 now, you have them young. There's time to develop. There's no rush for them. They're in their college years right now, for heaven's sake. Use it as that. If it takes three to four years for them to fully develop, then it takes three to four years. You don't want to rush these guys. You do not want to rush these guys at all. I want them to develop as much as they can in the minor leagues. The Nationals have a job to do. Their job is to find out who and when these guys can help. Who and when. Because not all of them are going to work out. Not every one of those five guys that I mentioned there will work out for the Nationals. But I can guarantee you this. Some of them, if not most of them, will be helping us at this major league level and some watching their development really is just probably the best part about this in my mind. Cause I look at this team and I look at this top 10 prospects really for the nationals and it's flooded with talent. And we still have the number two overall pick to go with it this year. You still have a second round pick to come as well. There's still guys that could develop moving forward that you may not see developing. And guys, Not only that, when you look at it as a case-by-case thing as well, like with James Wood, for example, he developed over time over the last two years after being a second-round pick in the 2021 draft. 
How has that worked out so far? He's going to be a top five prospect in baseball probably by this fall. Truly. Robert Hassel has one of the highest floors for all prospects in Major League Baseball. Elijah Green has one of the highest ceilings of Major League prospects in baseball. Brady House, still kind of a wild card, but still, then again, 19 years old. Plenty of time to develop. Plenty of time to work with him. Cole Henry, a second-round pick that we don't even talk about anymore. He's someone to watch as well because he's been the most, probably our best pitching prospect in the minor leagues the last few years when he's healthy. So the bottom of the line is there is things to watch for with the Nats. There are things to discuss. There are things to look at. And there are things to be excited about for the Nationals. And we can discuss that. But also, thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Locked On MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. And that podcast, it is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. As I've been talking with Lindsey Crosby from Locked On MLB Prospects, he's also excited about the Nationals and what they could bring to the table because he's got it. He's my guy. I go to him when it comes to talking about these prospects. He follows it. He loves it. He knows about them, and he wants to talk about them. These guys that the Nationals have can make a difference moving forward. And just watching them in themselves, watching them down in Loway, Fredericksburg, watching them in Harrisburg, wherever you may be watching these prospects, you want to keep your close eye on them. Because these are going to be the guys that will be the future for the Washington Nationals. These are going to be the guys that will be on that next postseason team. And most likely, they're going to be the guys to carry us to that said postseason run. Because I'm still not buying that this rebuild will be a decade-long rebuild. Similar to the Phillies, similar to the Orioles. Where it took half a decade for the Orioles to be good again. Took 10 years for the Phillies to get back to the postseason. Nuh-uh. I'm not seeing that with this Nationals team. You've got a young, up-and-coming group of prospects that are really highly thought of about the, and you think about it as MLB as a whole, people are excited about the Nats. you got a Brady House that slipped outside the top 10 in the 2021 MLB draft. 2022, you got an Elijah Green one of the top talents in that draft, one of the top talents in minor league baseball right now, fell to you down at number five. So the Nationals have guys to look forward to moving forward. It's just all the ingredients have to be put together, which I think they will. And I think you guys should have all, if not every single ounce of energy in your body devoted to what the Nationals could be doing moving forward. Because I'm certainly excited about it. And especially moving forward with the international signing class that we're going to be having. Who knows what the Nationals could do? And also, who truly knows what we could get out of these guys? What fifth round pick could come out of nowhere and be a baller? Because the Nationals do have guys like that as well. And I'm going to highlight some of those guys to you after I tell you guys, about some of my friends at Built Bar. 
looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got the thing for you. you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, my favorite, or double chocolate or even coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. Guys, you can thank me later. And now I want to highlight some of the Nationals' lesser talk talk prospects that people don't really talk about enough. Have I said talk enough lately? I don't know. So now I want to highlight some of those guys because the Nationals do have those guys that could potentially rise. You've seen it from TJ White, a fifth-round pick out of high school and has really risen up the, right, the, the rankings as of late as Baseball America already has him in the top ten of the Nationals prospect because this is someone who was a fifth-round pick in the 2021 MLB draft. I've highlighted him. I want to talk about some other guys. And one in particular, I want to talk about Jared McKenzie. This is a fifth-round pick, again, from the 2022 MLB draft. And, guys, this is someone who absolutely put on a hitting clinic down in low A Fredericksburg this past year. He will certainly start the year in high single A, if not even double A, and skip a whole level. Because this is someone who is 21 years old still. Young guy. But also, he's been super, super progressive at the plate. As in just 17 games, this guy batted 400 for the Nationals. Had a 10-39 OPS down in Fredericksburg. Two home runs, 15 RBIs. He took a walk, struck out 19 times, but then stole 11 bags in those 17 games. Talk about a five-tool guy. He's not the home run power hitter. He's not the home run threat that you would really want. But then again, you're talking about someone who gets on base, who steals bags, and really just seamlessly has the IQ of a very high baseball player. This is one of the better peer hitters that we have right now sitting in the national system. And I say that because he was one of the better hitters in all of college baseball until he kind of had a rough 2022 season and kind of a little downgraded a little bit. But once he got to Fredericksburg, you saw those talents. You saw the talent that he once had. So those are that's another guy to keep your eye on that the Nationals could be really counting on moving forward. Especially being 21, this is someone you could see in the majors in a year or two from now. Seriously. If he continues to progress the way that he has been, again, only 17 games, but the guy hits, and he's been a hitter throughout his entire college career, throughout probably his entire baseball career in general when you look at it like that. But then again, there's also guys like 
Brenner Cox, a fourth round pick from the 2022 MLB draft. And he is only 18 years old. And this kid also had a super, super impressive first year down in the Florida Complex League for the Nationals because this guy batted 286 and only 10 games with them, had a 766 OPS. Then again, two stolen bags. He walked five times in those 10 games, had a home run, had five RBIs. And right now, MLB Pipeline has him about a 50-hit tool, which is a good thing. Also, he can run. He can steal bags. They have him about a 60 there. He has a solid arm. He's a solid defender as well at that shortstop position or wherever he may be hanging up there in the outfield. He seems to be a utility guy for the Nationals, and that's someone else that we could even talk about and keep our eyes on because that's the moral of this. Young guys molding into something that could be a big step in the rebuild. There's always that surprise prospect. There's always a surprise guy that ends up making a difference in the major leagues. That guy for us a few years ago was Juan Soto. No one really saw that coming to where he just first pitch, hits a home run, opposite field, 420 feet off the San Diego Padres. No one saw that coming. Not a single soul did. So now we're just waiting for that next guy for the Nationals, and it could be one of these two. It could be someone else. You never really know. And that's the beauty of it when it comes to this with the Washington Nationals and their rebuild. So thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby, who is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. And it is free and available wherever you get your podcast. So thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. I am always appreciated by it. And guys, if you haven't already, subscribe to Locked On Nationals over on YouTube. Follow my Twitter account at RyanClary11. And also follow our Nationals Twitter page at LO underscore Nationals. I will talk to you guys at a later date. You have a good one.